Welcome to this week's Energy Show. Over a million homeowners have solar. Now, we have a lot of old customers at Cinnamon Energy Systems. <laughs> the customers aren't old, but their systems are. Now, now, on these older systems, we occasionally do maintenance. Most, most commonly, we replace old inverters. Now, sometimes, uh, usually after about 10 or 15 years, the customers need us to remove the system, remove the racking and panels so that they can re-roof. Now, usually it doesn't happen, but sometimes if people put a system on on an older roof and they might get leaks in the other parts of the area, of the roof area, they might want to do that. So we do what we would call an R&R. We also take care of the occasional monitor- monitoring issues. That's when, when the monitoring system that works with your, your inverter isn't exactly working properly. It's, it's kind of historically most common with microinverter systems and, and systems that don't have cellular monitoring. But we found that... Any system with cellular monitoring works really, really well. And now we're getting a lot of requests for battery storage upgrades. So it's it's increasingly common for customers to say, hey, I'm interested in batteries, or I have an old system, you know, 10 years, 15 years old, and they want to upgrade the system or replace it. And it's kind of like you know, people say, hey, when I've got a car that's 10 years old, it's time for a new car. It doesn't necessarily apply to solar, and we'll talk about that on the show today. Now, most of what we're going to be discussing is the nature of solar panels, and they are really reliable. There's no moving parts. They just keep working. They're kind of like glass. Um, Solar panels aren't like an old car that you need to replace every 10 years or so. These old panels still work almost as well as brand new panels. The only big difference between the old panels and the new panels is the newer ones are more efficient. So the old ones are still generating electricity. They're still reducing your electrical if you have an old system on your roof. But under certain circumstances, you might want to upgrade. And we'll talk about that. All right. Now, regarding these old panels, pretty much ever since we got started in 2001, every solar panel that we installed was guaranteed to degrade less than half a percent a year. And these panels had a 25-year warranty. So after 20 years, you'd only lose about 10% of the output of the system. And there was pretty good guarantees on these systems. Now, now, half a percent degradation a year is pretty darn good. I wish I wish I only degraded that much as I get older. But um, when we kind of look at some of these older panels that we installed 15, 20 years ago, you know, a lot of them, they're, they're almost all still good. I remember the manufacturers like Kyocera, Sharp, SunTech, a couple of Japanese companies, and some, some early Chinese companies, really, really good and reliable. And there's a lot of even older U.S. panels from companies like Siemens and Shell. Actually, it was the same. SunPower. Those things are still working great. Old sun power panels are great. But, you know, when we're kind of doing upgrades and maintenance on older systems, we're just seeing, and this is anecdotal, it's not incredibly scientific, but some of the older panels just aren't as good. There's some manufacturers that came out in you know, the early part of the 2000s. New manufacturing processes, maybe not as experienced, they made products that weren't as reliable. And some of these old, less reliable panels are really tricky to service. So we get calls from people who have something that might have been installed 20 years ago, and they're wondering why the system's not working well, and we go take a look at the panels, and there might be problems with the junction boxes, or there's degradation within the cells because moisture got into the back sheet. And those are really, really hard for us to fix. And in fact, most installers don't even want to touch it. And when, when there's certain kinds of solar panels there and customers say, hey, can you fix my system? Our response is, you know, in our experience, we're never going to get it working right and it's going to be a black hole of money. 
Now, even more common, and, and this is just something that's pretty easy to generalize, building integrated photovoltaic systems, or BIPV, they've almost never succeeded in the marketplace. And these are cases where you've got solar cells mounted on some kind of shingle, whether it's mounted on a slate shingle, whether it's mounted on a curved shingle, whether there's three little groups that are put together that are the same size as three flat roof tiles, or even if it's directly applied to a standing seam metal roof like the old unisolar stuff. You know, these things didn't last as long. And the problem is since they're embedded in your roof, they're actually part of the roof, you can't replace the products. I mean, they're still generally working as a roof tile, keeping the water out, but they stop working as solar. There might be a problem with wiring, there might be a problem with the cells, moisture gets in, whatever. And the problem is that you can't replace them because the companies are no longer making them or they're out of business. And even if you were able to get some of the replacements or kind of fudge something in there, they're, they're not going to electrically match. You're going to have to do major root surgery. So I'm very cautious about building integrated photovoltaics because they really haven't been sustainable in the marketplace. Whereas if you have a 20-year-old system with some traditional glass panels with aluminum frames, we can pretty much always get those working again and find something that's going to work or, or, or make a few changes to your electronics and get it to work. But if it's BIPV, it's really tough. Okay. Now... Let's talk about the economics of doing this. And we're just talking about the pure economics. You have a system that you put in in 2001, you're thinking about upgrading it, or you're thinking about putting in batteries or replacing a really old inverter. And you say, gee, what are the economics of just replacing all my solar panels? Well, let's look at that. It almost never makes sense to upgrade your old panels, to take the old panels off and put in brand new panels based on pure economics. And here's why. I mean, let's say the new system is 20% more efficient than the old system. So let's say you had a system that was, say, 15% efficient, and you're going to put in a system that's now, let's say, up to 20% efficient. That's 5%. It's maybe a little bit more 20%. That's more efficient. Now, let's kind of look at the numbers on that. So if you improve the efficiency of your solar panels by 20%, you're going to say, another $2,000. And let's say you used to save about $2,000 a year with your old system. Old system's working, you save $2,000. Now let's say you want to put in that new system that's 20% more efficient. You're going to save another $400 a year. Gee, that's pretty good. But let's say it costs $10,000 after the tax credit to take off those old panels, take off the old racking, because you're probably going to want to replace the racking, put in new panels. You're looking at $400 savings uh, and uh, $10,000 cost. That's a 25-year payback on a new system. And you got to remember also that that old system is probably going to keep chugging along and working for another 10, 15, 20 years. So in reality, if you've got old panels on your roof and they're the you know from good manufacturers and installers have some good information about what are good, reliable panels, and they'll warn you when you might have something that's a little bit flaky that you might want to replace. But if you've got good panels, you know, something from SunTech or SunPower or Kyocera or Sharp, these old systems, you might as well keep the old panels. They're just going to keep working. And I'd recommend that if you have any room at all, you're much better off just putting in new panels to save even more money on your electric bills. That's kind of the way to look at it. Now, when should you seriously consider upgrading? Well, there's a bunch of situations where, you know, it makes a definite sense. So let's say you're buying an EV and you suddenly have an increase in electrical use. And we'll talk about how much electricity an EV uses in a minute. Then it might make sense to add more panels, or it might make sense to remove all the old ones and put in a much bigger system.
Let's say you really want battery backup. Let's say you want protection in case of a blackout, or you want to put in a system that's going to let you do time shifting of your electric use, which makes a lot of sense, especially if you have an EV. So if you want to put in a battery backup, some of those old systems, actually most of them, aren't really that compatible with the new battery backup systems. Another situation, you have an old inverter. It's time for the inverter to go. It's interesting to look at that. A lot of our customers, when the inverter goes, we say, hey, instead of putting in a 3.8 kilowatt inverter, why don't you put in a 5 kilowatt inverter and add a few more panels? And the good thing about doing that is the new inverter then applies that qualifies for the tax credit. Or, and this happens once in a while, let's say you have one of those really old, like pre-2001 lead-acid battery backup systems that was kind of operating on a low voltage, and these are trace inverter systems. They worked really well, but the batteries were flaky and the charge controllers were flaky. You might want to just take that whole system out and put in a new system. And and what we found is it's really hard to rewire the old low-voltage panels to operate at a higher voltage. So it's tricky to upgrade in that case, just take the whole thing out. And, and as I mentioned before, if you're replacing your roof or you're renovating your house and you're changing a lot, then it might make sense to scrap the whole old, old system and put in a new system. All right, now we talked about what if you get an electric vehicle. Well, now let's look at the numbers for that. So ballpark, let's just say, and this is just a, a, a ballpark average, EVs get about three miles per kilowatt hour. That's kind of like miles per gallon, but, you know, there's no gas, so we measure the energy in terms of kilowatt hours. And let's say you have a 30-mile round-trip commute. That means that every day you're going to use about 10 kilowatt hours of electricity. All right, so now you got an EV. You need another 10 kilowatt hours on the average of electricity every day. Now, let's say you're driving the car for 200 days a year. That's your daily commute. That's 2,000 kilowatt hours extra a year that you need. And we can do the math really simply, just kind of broad strokes here. That's going to work out, assuming that you're in an area that gets 1.5 kilowatt hours per watt of panel. That's the energy output based on the size of the system. You're going to need about 1,300 watts of new solar panels. That's about four panels. So if you're getting an EV and you have a short commute, you know, 15 miles each way a day, 30 miles round trip, eh, four or five more solar panels, that's going to cover your EV. Now, it's sometimes tricky to add only four panels. If you have microverters or optimizers, you can do it. But on, on older string inverter systems, you can't just add four panels onto existing strings. So you need to maybe add eight panels and you need to upgrade your inverter. And the good thing is, if you're adding more panels, even just one panel, you actually get a tax credit on the new panels and that upgraded inverter. And another tip here, if you have an EV, keep in mind the EV rate is usually better than the regular solar rate. So you go on the time of use rate. So, so think about it. Get an EV, you definitely want to change to the EV rate for your solar. All right, now, let's say you're interested in battery backup and you want to upgrade your system. So here's the thing. If you have an existing, certain systems are really amenable to this kind of an upgrade. So if you have an existing system that uses a solar edge inverter, it's relatively straightforward to upgrade with a battery because you can get the new solar edge battery storage inverter. It's one inverter. You swap out the old inverter, put in the new one, and that inverter is going to be seamlessly connected to a battery, relatively straightforward to install. If you don't have a solar edge system, you have much more limited options. Now, the Tesla Powerwall is a good backup system, but there's a 10 to 12 month delay for the product. So, you know, we're not really recommending that because customers don't want to wait. Who knows what's going to happen in a year? Now, SMA, 
really great inverter company. They announced a backup system about a year ago, and it's still it's expected to ship sometime this summer. And they've been taking their time to make sure that it's actually operating perfectly well when it hits the market, doing both backup power and energy arbitrage. Now, also, certain backup systems also provide greater electrical savings because they operate more efficiently. And it's kind of getting into the weeds of um, you know the way the system's designed. I really like the Solar Ridge system because it's got a design called DC coupled, which means if there's a power failure, the solar goes to directly charge the battery. Whereas in other systems, they're AC coupled, and you have to actually, when you're recharging the battery, you got the solar, which is DC, it's converted to AC, and then you need to go rectify that AC again back into DC to charge the battery. So certain systems are better. Now also keep in mind, if you put a battery backup system in and upgrade your system, you're eligible for the investment tax credit. So that's an extra 30% savings. Now, what if you're just replacing your old inverter? All right, now, inverters, these are those boxes that go on the wall. And if you have a, an in-phase system with microinverters, you, you probably don't have that box. But typical string inverters, they last 7 to 15 years, depending on the design. Heck, I talked to a customer in Berkeley last week. He has a system that we put in 2001. The system's just chugging along. It's working great. And he actually did some calculations and found that over the past, like, 18 years, he only degraded about 0.4% a year, and that's including the inverter. That's pretty good. Now, the new systems, the inverters are, are guaranteed to last 10 to 12 years, and you can easily get an upgraded warranty to cover 25 years. Now, it's fairly straightforward to replace an old inverter. And keep in mind, if you're just replacing an old piece of equipment, it's not eligible for the investment tax credit. But that's where if you add some panels, you are eligible for the inverter on the investment tax credit. So what happens is a lot of customers, they say they have 20 panels, the inverter died, they want to get a new inverter. We say, hey, put in eight more panels, we'll put in the bigger inverter, and then you get a tax credit on that inverter, and you're going to be able to offset even more power. So a lot of customers do that. All right. Talked about very old battery storage systems where you might want to upgrade it. You know, these systems use lead-acid batteries. They're designed to operate at 48 volts. You'd have four batteries kind of running in series, each of it 12 volts. That's 48 volts. And these lead-acid batteries have a charge control. They require maintenance. And if they're not maintained perfectly, which almost nobody does, they have to be replaced every five to eight years. And what happens is if you have old, tired lead-acid batteries in a system, your system efficiency goes way, way down. And they're really hard to kind of upgrade those. It's not easy to rewire the panels that are feeding those 48-volt batteries for the current high-voltage string inverter, solar edge-type systems. And obviously, you're not going to put in microinverters. So the best option in that case, if you have one of these old battery storage systems, even though the trace inverters still may be working, it might be best just to replace all the panels and the inverters. Okay. What if you're replacing your roof or renovating your house? And this is pretty common. We call it remove and replace. You might have a leaky roof. Heaven forbid the leak is under the panels, but maybe the leak is on another part of the roof. And your roofer says, gee, we got to, you know, we want to replace the whole roof. We don't want to just leave the, the older roof underneath the panels. You need to find a, a qualified installer. Pretty much anybody can take the panels off, but you want to find somebody that takes them off the right way so that they can be reinstalled. So what we commonly do is remove the panels, we remove the racking, remove the conduit, we store everything on the side of the house, the roofers re-roof. Once the roof is redone, then we just install new state-of-the-art flash roof mounts, hopefully reinstall the racking. Usually we can reuse the conduit. And then we put the panels up, we clean them up, and they pretty much operate almost as new. But it's not super cheap. Figure maybe $3,000 to $5,000, depending on the system size and the age. And actually, you know, if you were going to add some new panels, you could qualify for the investment tax credit on some of those new panels. All right. Now, here's my advice. 
kind of at a high level for people with existing systems. First, try to keep your panels, your existing panels, since they're almost always still working. Now, the exceptions to that is if you have an old BIPV system, and, and that's really tricky to, to address, or if you have some panels from a really old company, one of the companies that might have gone bankrupt. And sometimes these companies often go bankrupt when their products don't really last, and they have a lot of warranty claims, and they basically throw up their hands and say, we can't deal with this. Yeah, I mean, here's a typical example, Cineva. We've got a lot of bad Cineva panels, and we've been replacing them one at a time, really, it's on our own nickel because Ceneva's not, they're gone, they're bankrupt, they're not meeting the warranty, so we're just paying to, to replace that because it's its our moral obligation with the customer to keep their panels working. But if you don't have some of these defective panels and your installer will tell you what's good and what's bad, it's better to keep the old panels, add on to your system, and just kind of keep going that way. Now, keep in mind, some panels and inverters aren't completely interchangeable, so that's why it's good to find an experienced installer that when you want to replace that old inverter, they can make sure that the electrical characteristics of your existing solar panels are working. So here's a typical example. We have a, a customer that has an old evergreen system. It's a company that was based in Massachusetts. They had something called string ribbon technology. It was a cheap way of making solar cells, but they were kind of non-standard. Panels were pretty good. I'm not aware of really any you know, major, major problems with the panels, but they had this customer had somebody doing some roofing work, gutter work, and they broke one of the panels. And you don't want to leave a broken panel up there. Trust me, it's not something that's good. It's going to hurt the output of the entire system because that one panel is going to decrease in output and that's going to pull down the, the output of the entire system. The customer said, all right, well, can you replace that panel? Well, the reality is those were kind of idiosyncratic panels, hard to find a replacement for, but it's pretty straightforward for us to just remove one panel in one of the strings, move things around a little bit, and without changing the inverter, get the system to almost back to where it was originally operating, minus one panel. But that's where you need somebody that's experienced that can look at the voltages on the, the panels, the current on the string, and make sure that they can find something that fits in. What also happens, you know, this has happened to a few customers where you might have an unusually shaped panel, and if you have a nice rectangular array, it's not easy to just kind of put a panel that's like four inches wider and two inches narrower in with the other panels. Not only is it going to look right, it might not fit on the rack, so it's a, the design work kind of can get a little bit tricky. So that's where you want to really work with an experienced installer. Okay, so my overall advice for new customers. You know, this is, we talked about old customers. What if you're looking to get a new system? It's good to think ahead, the output of the system and the, any possible maintenance that you may be required. And you have your choice in selecting equipment. You can tell the installer, I want this equipment or I don't want that, that equipment. At Cinnamon Energy Systems, we, we don't install everything. We've kind of narrowed it down to what we're really, really experienced with and what we found to be really reliable. And we test everything that we put on the roof in our own lab. But the current equipment is usually almost completely across the board very reliable. All the solar panels on the market are really reliable. And when I hear companies saying our panels are more reliable than others, I kind of take that with a grain of salt. I mean, sometimes the grain of salt is so big, I just call BS on that. So they all work. The, the manufacturing processes are all automated. It's very, very good. So if you get panels from a big manufacturer, they're, they're just going to last. Now, the, the place where you have to you know, pay me a little attention is make sure that you select an inverter, uh, electronics, 
they're going to meet your needs. And the only trick right now, and it really relates to expanding your system or adding backup power, because there's very limited choices for systems that provide battery backup power. So talk to your installer about that. You know, candidly, what we found is we like the SolarEdge solution because that allows us to do something called DC coupling. It's more efficient, and you only need one inverter. Whereas the AC-coupled systems, you have a solar inverter, and then you have a battery backup inverter, and then you have to get those two inverters to talk to each other, and they don't always talk perfectly, and they're also less efficient. So you want to talk to your installer about making sure you get a battery backup system or a system design that's going to allow a nice upgrade to what I recommend would be a DC-coupled system. Most importantly, work with an experienced installer that they've, you know, especially when you're looking for these long-term maintenance issues, or if you're looking for, if you have an old system, don't talk to a brand new installer about fixing your old system. You want to find somebody that's kind of been around the block and it's installed some of this old stuff in the past. All right. That's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcasts. 